Hey everyone, welcome to The Platform. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop, and every Monday through Friday, we're doing our devotions together. We've been in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and the reason we were there is because during this season of stay at home, safer at home, maybe it's a season of isolation, we thought 1 Thessalonians would be a good reminder to stay on target. And last week, we finished the book of 1 Thessalonians. Today, we're going to begin the book of 2 Thessalonians. And the reason why we're going to do that is because the theme of 2 Thessalonians is to work while you wait. You see, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, we see a church that is very faithful to God, very faithful to the words of Paul. They're trying very hard to follow in the footsteps of God, but they've also heard that Jesus Christ will return soon. And so they faced a challenge. Because they heard he would return soon, they were, well, they were just waiting. They kind of, in the pause, decided that they wouldn't do really anything. And so Paul writes them this letter to clarify some things about what it means that Jesus Christ is returning soon and what they should do in the meantime. And so as we take a look at 2 Thessalonians, what we're going to see is the theme is we should work while we wait. Is Jesus Christ returning? Absolutely. Is he returning soon? Most certainly. Do we know what certain soon is? No, we really don't. And because we don't, what we need to do is work while we wait. We'll be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And before we uh, before we read the passage for today, I just want to point out something in regards to to end times theology and this idea that Jesus Christ is returning again soon. He absolutely is coming back soon. And and I know there are a lot of people, they're looking for the signs. They're looking for those moments in history that they can fit into the prophetic calendar. And that can be a very interesting thing to do, but I'm not certain just personally how useful or how helpful it is to take current events and to try to place them into the prophetic calendar. And here's the reason why. The challenge with placing current events into the timeline of future history is that every step we take brings us closer to the end. It's possible for both positive and negative events in our world to either foreshadow or fulfill end-time prophecies. And my confidence in God, my confidence in His Word, doesn't come in the future fulfillment of the words that I see him fulfilling today through current events, it actually comes from somewhere else. My confidence in God and his plan, they're not wrapped up in how current events relate to end-time prophecy. My confidence in God's plan is wrapped up in the history of God's faithfulness to me. That's a history that began long before I was born. It continues through the personal history of my life, and, and it influences the current choices I make. Because of that history, I'm confident that whatever world-changing events may occur, God will remain faithful and will fulfill His Word and His plan. His faithfulness to me inspires me, regardless of situation or circumstance, to try to be faithful to Him. And I know this for certain because Scripture tells us that someday the end will come and that we're closer today than we were yesterday. And whether that end comes sooner or later, through tragedy or at the end of a long and fulfilled life, my hope is to one day hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And so uh, I think sometimes we get distracted by those kinds of moments that are in our current events categories that, that we can go, well, this looks like the fulfillment of prophecy, and it very well may be, and that may encourage the faith of some. It actually may capture the attention of some. But if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, it's not simply the current events and how they relate to prophecy that, that should encourage us. It should be God's previous faithfulness to us that challenges us to stay on target. And just like the Thessalonians, that, that we would work while we wait, that we would be faithful to God 
not because of something in the future, but because of something in the past, that we would be faithful to God because of his faithfulness to us, and that we would simply enjoy the experience of knowing him deeply and intimately every day. And so as we take a look at the book of 2 Thessalonians, just remember that, that we should work while we wait. Is Jesus Christ returning? Absolutely. Do we know when? Well, we don't really know the exact date or the exact hour. The Bible says he'll come uh, suddenly like a thief in the night. And so let's be ready. How do we be ready? Well, we remain faithful to him and we can stay faithful to him because we're encouraged by his previous, by his historic faithfulness to us. So let's take a a look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 10, and then we're going to pray this back to our Heavenly Father. And remember, this is a devotional, so all we're really doing is very simple. We read the Scripture, we make some observations about it, and then we pray it back to our Heavenly Father. There are absolutely moments in your your life, I hope on a daily basis, when you dive in to more deeply study each of these passages of Scripture. But as we do this today, our purpose isn't the deep study of God's Word. It's a devotional study of God's Word, that we would calibrate our hearts and our minds around what the Word of God says, that we would make great observations and that we would pray those observations back to our Heavenly Father. So here's 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. Here's what it says. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, For which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God and those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. And, and like all of the different epistles that Paul writes, he opens with his standard greeting, which was really a kind of standard greeting for all of the letters that were written in that day. He would identify who he was, who he was with, and why he was writing, to whom he was writing. But, but you can also hear the love of Paul in his greeting. In verse 2, he says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And what a great way for us to greet one another for us to have that attitude towards one another on a regular basis, on a daily basis, that we would be wishing, hoping, and praying God's grace and God's peace from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to one another. And then we get into verse 3, and I want to mark verse 3 right now because this phrase is going to come back up again later in the book of 2 Thessalonians. Paul says, we are bound to thank God always for you. This won't be the only time you hear this phrase in the book of 2 Thessalonians. And says, I hope, I hope, you'll, I hope you'll pay attention to it. Verse 3, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you. And then he tells us why. Brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. 
I was reading about that word abounds, and it it literally means to be filled to the full, to overflow with, almost like a floodgate that just can't contain the waters anymore. And the, the picture of love that the Thessalonians have for one another and for Paul and Silas and for Timothy, it's just filled to the full and overflowing. And so I wonder about you. I wonder who are you filled to the full with love for? Do you love the people of your church? Do you love the people of your family? Do you love the people of your community with a God-inspired love that drives you to treat them in a certain way? And then right after that, he reminds them of, of their faith and their faithfulness in light of the persecution. See, the church at Thessalonica was being persecuted. They were going through a struggle. They were going through a trial. And it's actually their, it was the motivation for why they were so excited about the return of Christ. It was their motivation for why they simply wanted to wait for Christ to return because it seemed like every time they went to act, it seemed like they got hit for it. They were being persecuted in their faith. And Paul just simply reminds them that it is the grace of God that has saved you. It's the grace of God that will keep you. And by the grace of God, you can endure this persecution because it is one day God who will exact justice on those who were troubling them. I've always thought that that was an interesting definition of forgiveness that forgiving someone is to release someone into the hands of God. And it's this idea that if I release them into God's hands, that one way or another, they'll either receive the grace of God, which is the same grace that I've received, because I was an enemy and a rebel towards God. I was one who at some point made fun of or persecuted those who believed. I was an enemy of the cross of Christ. And, and when I received God's forgiveness, I received his grace and his mercy and his loving kindness. And so if I'm trying to forgive someone else, I can release them into the hands of God with confidence, knowing that they may just receive the same grace that I've received. But also, there's another side to that same coin, and it's the side of God's justice. It's the idea that if I, as I forgive them, if I, as I release them and, and trust them into the hands of God, maybe they won't receive God's grace. Maybe what they receive instead is the fearful certainty of his judgment and his justice. That one way or another, God's justice will be satisfied, either at the foot of the cross because of the grace of Christ, or as the impending punishment for those who would, who would maintain and stay as enemies and rebels towards, uh, towards who God is and towards who Christ is. And so Paul's encouragement to the Thessalonians right here, verse 9, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction, those who would receive his justice rather than his mercy. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. And that's really the last thought for today. Are you living your life in such a way that the testimony, the story of your life, the story of your faith, the story of God's faithfulness to you can be believed by those who who might be the ones who persecute you right now. You see, I know that in this world we're facing troubles. Some people are facing financial troubles. Some people are facing health troubles. Some are facing job troubles. Some are facing these things because of their faith. Some simply because of the coronavirus and the season that we're in. But in the middle of all of that, we can work while we wait. Well, how do we do that? We can remain faithful to our Heavenly Father 
because of his faithfulness to us and whatever persecution we face, we can forgive those who would persecute us because in our forgiveness, we're simply releasing them into the hands of our heavenly father and they will either receive his grace and his mercy, just like we have, or they will receive his judgment and his justice. Either way, his justice will be satisfied and we can do that with confidence. So do the right thing. Speak the right words. Love one another in a way that abounds, that is filled to the full, that overflows, and do your best to be those who bring grace and peace to everyone around you. Let's take a moment to pray this back to our Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, thank you for the encouragement of your word today. I pray that today we would walk in that encouragement, that we would love you, that we would love people with this abounding, overwhelming, uh, filled to the full, to, filled to the overflowing kind of love that only comes from you as the source of that love in us. Thank you for the history of your faithfulness to us, and I pray that that would, that that would be the firm foundation on which we stand that helps us to, to, well, that encourages us and challenges us to be faithful to you. And Father, with every current event that comes along that fits your prophetic calendar, I pray that we would simply rejoice, that we wouldn't be dependent on those prophecies, uh, on, on those current events, excuse me, that we wouldn't be dependent on those current uh, events fitting into some kind of prophetic conspiracy theory, but Father, that we would just simply trust you and that we would recognize that your plan is unfolding and will continue to unfold. Let us celebrate the grace and the goodness of your, your son Jesus in our lives and help us to walk in that today. We love you, Father, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you'll press the subscribe button so that you can catch future episodes and you can help us connect with more people by liking, sharing, or commenting on this episode. Don't forget to check out our partner podcast, A Follower of One. It's available everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the platform.